Happy Easter. This is Brad Collins, one of the co-hosts of the Symmetry Podcast, and in the spirit of Easter, I just wanted to share with you a story that changes everything. The Easter story matters because it can speak to whatever your situation is. Maybe you're experiencing illness, or running out of resources, or feeling worried, or grieving loss. Perhaps you're experiencing pressure at work, uncertainty in school, or setbacks in your relationships. Or maybe on the outside, it looks like you're doing really well. But on the inside, when you're honest with yourself, you're longing for something more out of life. Whatever your situation, the power of the Easter story is that it can meet you right where you are, wherever you are. And it doesn't gloss over struggle and darkness and wrongness. It's a story that feels very human and very real. And it's also a story that affirms the divine and invites all who believe to a place of hope and peace. So whatever situation you find yourself in, let me offer you an Easter message in three parts. Act one, the myth of the Phoenix. Act two, the history of Jesus. And act three, the invitation of Easter. Let's start with act one, the myth of the Phoenix. I was watching one of the Harry Potter movies and spoiler alert, there's a Phoenix named Fox. Fox is a friend to the protagonist, Harry Potter, as well as to many others in the wizarding world. At one point, as Fox is nearing his death, he bursts into flames and leaves behind a pile of ashes. Harry Potter happens to witness Fox's death and begins to grieve until his mentor, Albus Dumbledore, gives him the good news that Fox, being a phoenix, is immortal. Then, Harry and Dumbledore witness a miracle. A reborn fox rises from the ashes. The myth of the phoenix is an enduring legend. Long before Harry Potter brought the modern world a collection of books, films, and theme park attractions, the ancient Egyptians understood that a phoenix was a magnificent bird that had a lifespan on the order of 500 years, that there was only one phoenix in existence at any one time, and that near death, a phoenix would build itself a nest, set it on fire, and be consumed in the flames, just in time for a new phoenix to rise up from the ashes. It's a story of death and resurrection. And something about the myth of the phoenix really gets me. I want to believe that death, whether physical or proverbial, isn't the end of the story. I want to believe that there's a reason to hope that the best is yet to come, even as we contend globally with the disruptive and challenging pandemic. And I want to believe that in the end, love and grace and goodness win. That brings us to our second act, the history of Jesus. From a historical standpoint, Jesus of Galilee lived during the first century of the Common Era, and people who spent time with him wrote reports of how he performed miraculous acts, taught about the reign of God, and ultimately rose from the dead after predicting his death. These accounts are the Gospels of the New Testament literature. Flavius Josephus, a first century historian, writes about how Jesus was a teacher and doer of miracles, how his enemies accused him before the Roman government, how a Roman governor named Pilate responded by sentencing him to death by crucifixion, and how after his death, Jesus appeared alive to his followers. Are any of these accounts reliable? Well, here's one take. For the most part, scholars believe that the gospel writers were legitimately convinced of the resurrection of Jesus. If they were committing fraud, their story should have been more unified, and if they were being deceptive, they would have had no motivation to die for their faith, especially with no worldly benefit. So as a person of faith, it's Jesus' resurrection that grounds me when I experience struggle. God knows how often I fail to live according to spiritual principles, 
but in the moments when I'm tempted to throw in the towel on the journey of faith, I always end up coming back to the compelling truth of the resurrection of Jesus. So, there it is again. Death, burial, and resurrection. The history of Jesus is a lot like the myth of the phoenix. And this brings us to our third and final act, the invitation of Easter. Easter, for many, is a holiday and a season to remember and celebrate the life, ministry, and resurrection of Jesus. When Jesus of Nazareth's earliest followers witnessed his resurrection, they experienced a total spiritual makeover, from unbelief to faith, from fear to courage, from selfishness to generosity, and from failure to redemption. On the one hand, to be sure, faith comes with uncertainty, and there are questions about religion and philosophy that are difficult for anyone to answer. And most importantly, there's a lot of room for grace and truth in all of this. On the other hand, what I'm saying is that Easter invites all of us to take a step of faith towards the divine. Maybe it's a prayer. Maybe it's being part of a worship service. Maybe it's forgiving someone who wronged you. Or maybe it's loving others by staying home during a pandemic. Whatever it is, if you accept the invitation of Easter to take a step toward the divine in faith, then I just dare you to watch how the divine responds and moves in your life. Now that you've heard the myth of the Phoenix, the history of Jesus, and the invitation of Easter, allow me to close with one of the earliest tellings of the story that changes everything. It comes from a letter that Paul of Tarsus, one of the leaders of the first generation of Christians, wrote to a church that he planted in the ancient Greek city of Corinth. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3-4 to I passed on to you as most important what I also received. Christ died for our sins in line with the scriptures. He was buried, and he rose on the third day in line with the scriptures. Let me put it another way. Jesus Paid It All is a hymn from the 1800s by Elvina Hall and John Grape, and not an Easter goes by when I don't consider the words from the refrain. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. And perhaps we can end together by telling the Easter story the way that people have told it for thousands of years. It's called the Paschal Greeting, and it may just be my very favorite way to tell the story that changes everything. So I leave you with this. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed.